Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Our Blues insider from The Athletic is Jeremy Rutherford, who's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's going on with the fight? I was just telling <laughs> Emily, I've been listening to it for like 10 or 15 years, and it used to be this uh, playful thing. I didn't know there were this many tacky people in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. they. There are people that have a, an immense amount of confidence. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, having done it for 10 years, to go in humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like his line at the end, though. That was good. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. Hey, JR, over the last couple of weeks, you wrote a piece. I've talked about it. We've wondered about the Blues players' desire to even make the playoffs. I guess these last three games, something has woken up within them. Yeah, they've definitely shown it. And you have to give them a lot of credit because there's been a lot of questions about this team. And in fact, we did have an article the other day saying, hey, do any of these teams. The Blues, the Sharks, the Kings, the Coyotes, and they even won it. And out of those teams, the Blues have definitely shown that they won it. I mean, three straight wins, but not just that. Two over Colorado, one over Minnesota. And then last night to come back in the third period after having just a disastrous second period. Uh, this team looks hungry. You know, can they keep it up? That's a big question. Sometimes you get fooled by this team a little bit, but they're playing really well right now. JR, when I look back on this season, one of the defining moments for me will be Saturday's game where Ryan O'Reilly just refused to let his team lose. He comes out with a hat trick for a huge and very crucial win over Colorado. And you have an amazing piece up at The Athletic that talks about the passion that we all love. We love seeing that passion and that fire out of Ryan O'Reilly. But sometimes it weighs heavy on him. Can you explain that to us for people that might not have, have read the article? It, it does, and i got to give a, an assist, a huge assist here to uh, to Ryan O'Reilly because a couple of weeks ago kind of came up with this idea with my editor about writing about Ryan O'Reilly and just how he's worn the sea this year, his leadership, what people think about him, and, and how he can balance the fact that he's so hard on himself, but he has to be able to move forward each day. And so that was kind of the concept of the story. And so to give uh, Ryan O'Reilly the assist, I don't know that that story was going to run a couple days ago, <laughs> but when he willed that team uh, Saturday uh, against uh, Colorado to a win, it was just the perfect timing to tell people what Ryan O'Reilly goes through behind the scenes in terms of taking losses hard, talking to his dad, going through how can I produce quality moving forward, how can I talk to guys and get the most out of them without placing blame on them during these Zoom calls. And so I think he handles it very well. We tried to illustrate that in the article. And uh, thanks uh, to Ryan for making uh, the timing of that story. Jeremy, let's talk a little bit about where this team is now and where they're going forward. How about Mike Hoffman since he got the two-game benching? Unbelievable. You know, I was just thinking, it's almost like the intentional walk in baseball. You say, okay, we're going to walk this guy. You put him on first base. It's almost like lately, uh, okay, the Blues are going on the power play. Okay, you got Mike Hoffman. That's a goal. Okay, well, now it's two to nothing. It's just everything he touches lately on the power play is going in the net. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, why hasn't Mike Hoffman been on the first power play? I looked it up last night. He's got about 70 minutes on the power play this year. It's 198th in the league in terms of ice time on the power play this year. And his six goals now, after getting two more last night, 
He's 28th, tied for 28th in the league in power play goals. It's pretty amazing. Uh, the question was asked, again, of Craig Bruby last night, just how come you couldn't fit him on that power play sooner? And, you know, I understand where he's coming from. They said that they had some guys on that number one unit that were really good last year, third in the league, and they didn't want to take them off. Uh, you know, I guess you can debate it all you want. Perhaps there should have been some sort of adjustment with how good Mike Hoffman is on the power play. Uh, but here we are, the stretch run. They've got him up there, and, and he's doing really well. Can you imagine a scenario in which the Blues would want to bring him back despite his success? I can't, and I don't know that Mike would come back. I think it's been uh, kind of a tough uh, situation for him. I think he's putting on a good face. I think he's playing hard. You know, I, I know he wants to win. He, he, he's a winner. And so that's where kind of the root of his uh, having success here is lately. But let's not forget that, uh, you know, he's going to be a free agent and he's going to be playing for a contract the rest of the season for next year. So he's really opening some eyes with his play. But I think between uh, all the questions about it being the right fit, you know, let's face it, he, he got bumped up to the third line last night from the fourth line. That's not what Mike Hoffman wants to be doing. And, and I think he's going to find another home next year. JR, Clem Costin wins the cup in the KHL. What's the latest on his status with the Blues? Yeah, talked to Tim Taylor, the Blues uh, Director of Player Development, last night for uh, a long time, and uh, he said that he's going to talk to Clem today, and he, he thinks that they could perhaps get him on a flight this uh, weekend and get him to North America. And then the question becomes uh, the quarantine, and, and there's a little bit of precedent. Uh, about 10 days is probably what a European player has to do in terms of, of sitting out before he uh, plays for the NHL team. Uh, but I did talk to Doug Armstrong last night via text, and he said there's really no a definitive time, timeline. They're still waiting to figure out more about that, so they're hoping to find out something uh, over the weekend. But, you know, will fatigue be an issue? I asked uh, Tim Taylor that after Clint Costin's been on the ice in September playing with his KHL team, and he said, listen, this kid really wants to prove that he can play in the NHL. His adrenaline's going to be pumping as he joins this Blues team. And, Jr. Michelle and I talked about this earlier. He is not exempt from the expansion draft, Correct. Yes, he is exempt. They will not oh, have okay. to protect him. Yeah, they won't have to protect him as one of their seven forwards. Okay, good deal. What about the injury status right now of Colton Pareko? Talked to Craig Bruby last night after the Zoom and said, would he be available tonight against Minnesota? And he said that, yeah, there's a chance. Now, he said that yesterday. He said that after the morning skate, and he said it'll be uh, dependent on what happens the rest of the afternoon, how he feels. Obviously, he didn't play, so you know, wasn't uh, ready to go for the game last night. And perhaps, you know, I've seen this a lot. You have back-to-back games. You know, why push it? Sit out one more game, let him play tonight, then you get the day off tomorrow uh, before you play on Saturday. So perhaps that's the route that they chose. But nonetheless, he wasn't ready, and there is a chance he could go tonight. Jr., do you expect Jordan Bennington to go tonight? That's a good question. You know, um, you know, I assume yesterday that it was going to be Bennington, but you always have to ask, right? So we had a Zoom call with Craig Bruby after the morning skate yesterday. So we're talking, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. And, and I said, are you willing to tell us who your goalie is? And he almost laughed. And he said, uh, he said I think you guys can guess. And <laughs> so you figured it would be Jordan Bennington. You know, they almost have to ride Bennington the rest of the way. However, now you have that three-point lead with on Arizona with three games in hand, I do think they're going to have to find a spot start somewhere in there for really you. So they're going to be, ha- they're going to have to be careful where they pick it. You know, I just don't know that you can have Jordan Bennington play this rugged, rugged schedule down the stretch. A lot of people are going to say, Oh, get, get out of here. You got to play the number one guy the rest of the way. I, you know, I get it, but uh, what do they got? Nine games left in the last 15 days. This is a lot, a lot of hockey. 
JR, I, I did the math this morning. Arizona has two games with Vegas, two games with the Kings, two games with San Jose. If they play 500 and get to 53 points, the Blues would need four points in their remaining nine games to eclipse Arizona and make the playoffs. So I think you can find a spot for Huso. Maybe even do it on, uh, what would it be, Saturday? uh, Or one of the games against Anaheim here. But the fact that I don't think Arizona's going to beat Vegas at all, so they would have to win three or four from the Kings and San Jose, Arizona would. And so the Blues, I think they can come up with four points, even if they play a game with Ville Husso between the pipes. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's kind of changed in the last 48 hours. When you're talking about trying to win a second game against uh, Colorado, are you going to be able to do that? Wow, you, you did. Uh, are you going to be able to come back from a 3-1 deficit to uh, Minnesota? Holy smokes, uh, you know, they did. So now they've won three in a row. And then you have Arizona that just can't put it together unless they play the Blues, it looks like. So, uh, you know, they they get knocked off by San Jose last night. And and you're right. So you look at the remaining schedule, Arizona not nearly as many games uh, as the Blues left on there. I do think there's a chance, you know, it's just when do you do it? Do you do it uh, tonight when things are really rolling with your club? Or do you let Bennington back in there and maybe you get another win and and then uh, Husso gets a start on Saturday? We'll see. But I do think there's a little more flexibility, like you're saying, Randy. Finally, Jr. for the last four or five years, how many times have we said Thomas and Cairo, Thomas and Cairo? Those guys are, are joined at the hips because they were the two top prospects drafted in, in different years. But now they're playing on a line together. And I've always been intrigued by it. And they were very impressive last night. They really were. And that's what you're going to need, the secondary scoring. First, the Blues needed to get the top guys going. And they did. And then now, now to watch a game last night, you get the two power play goals uh, from Hoffman. And then uh, Kyra and Thomas, what a heads-up pass by uh, Robbie Thomas. And then uh, the goal by uh, Jordan Cairo. And he joked last night that he was doing the Kucherov, which is obviously kind of he meant to do that. But I think he lost the handle there. But nonetheless, it goes in. And, and just to tie all this together, guys, I already got some tweets saying, how about Thomas, Cairo, and Clint Costin? <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to try it. Costin isn't. I guess none of those guys are locked in on one side or the other. Some guys can only play one side. Costin can play left or right, right? Yeah, I think he's bounced back and forth. Uh, but last night, Craig Ruby did a great job with the adjustment, moved um, Hoffman up to that line with Kyra and Thomas. Yeah. They look pretty good. So I would think there's a chance you'd see that group stay together. And and uh, let's not forget, Doug Armstrong said a few weeks ago when there was conversation about Clint Costin eventually coming over, he said, let's not think he's going to be Brendan Shanahan his first shift. Oh, come on. I want Brendan Jay. <laughs> yeah, me too. What? <laughs> JR, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Check out Jeremy Rutherford's work, The Ad Athletic, and, of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first-night-back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.